Machination log for April 12th, 2016. This is David Paddock, and I got Ryan in here because I figured he would uh, enjoy this. I played a bunch more Stardew Valley today, but thankfully that was after having cleaned up the room space pursuant to cleaning up the mind space right. to get going for the rest of this week and hopefully the rest of this month. But while I was playing Stardew Valley, because it does not require permanent attention, um, at least not audially, I listened to, I put on some John Oliver right. and uh, last week tonight, which Ryan and I assume you are at least a viewer of, if not a fan. That uh, both counts correct. Okay. Yeah, I've watched I've watched his stuff for a long time, and I've I've been a fan of John Oliver long, long before the uh, last week tonight yes. showed up. I followed the Bugle for a long time after Joey Watts, who's been on the uh, been on the website before, turned me on to him. And back then, he did a much jauntier look at the news. Uh, it was much more. I don't even know if standoff is the right word, but the humor. The humor was more laid back. It felt much more like the Daily Show in audio form. Yeah, it had a kind of off the uh, the, the bugle uh, has a kind of like off the cuff kind of like Britishness to it. Yes, it's and, very British. Yeah, but it's that same time where it's like two gentlemen. I don't know. Uh, it's Andy Zaltzman is the other guy. Yeah, it's not, they want to hang out in a pub, but they're like they're somewhere formal, like informal, and it just has a kind of like like a a bite to it as well. Yeah. that I think is quite enjoyable, and it's just. It's just different than anything you had seen him in, which I think he's the second best. Th- obviously, I think he's the second best thing after the uh, uh, that the Daily Show ever produced, and I'm including uh, John Stewart. Now I think he's better than John Stewart. Really? Yeah, I think he's moved past John Stewart, and um, and of course I like Colbert. I'm a Colbert fan too. So <laughs> I don't know that I could give him quite accolades to that degree, but we're talking slightly cross purpose here because the reason I my musing for today has to do with why Last Week Tonight is so effective at every goal it is set out to achieve. Right. Because it is essentially daily show with it is essentially the daily show with investigative journalism built in, mm-hmm. not not as a joke where you send, you know, your correspondence out, Jason Jones, etc. But HBO allocates funds for this show to actually do investigative journalism. Yes. And that, I mean, to my knowledge, that has only been done for news up to this point. Well, and not only in news, I think that's like, I think there are only three actual news outlets in the world that do investigative journalism anymore. In the United States. Yeah, okay, absolutely, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And and it's just, but in addition to having that at its disposal, it's also been a very, very successful show reporting on a wide range of incredibly depressing topics. Yes. uh, Which it covers. It, um... It harkens a lot of the time to one of my favorite Anthony Jeselnik jokes, which is Anthony constantly gets shit for uh, making light of situations that are horrible, like the Boston bombing. Right. And they all and they all tell him, Anthony, there's nothing funny about the Boston bombing. He says, you're right. That's where I come in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's essentially what John Oliver has done. That's essentially exactly what John Oliver has done. I apologize. It is very, very late right now. Yeah. But uh, if I'm slurring my words a little bit, it's not because I'm drunk. It's because I'm tired. But the, um, but that has been tremendously effective and simultaneously informative. It yes. is. It it has in the same way that people used to joke that the Daily Show was where the savvy get their news. Yeah. Even though John Oliver is not necessarily as topical as the Daily Show ever was. Right. He is an actual source of information that doesn't have. 
a convenient parallel anywhere else. No, it's it's more informative than the Daily Show, and it's less it's less activisty than the Daily Show as well. I think the biggest thing that you get, you could give the Daily Show credit was like their him bringing to light, shedding light, if you will, like the VA scandal. And there was a lot of detailed information about where this came from, but he had like you know like nine eleven. Um, he also nine eleven veterans as well, and both of them kind of applied to this like you know activisty side where you still like I think learned a lot about uh, about the news and about issues and about um, top uh, various topics that he would do. But it, I think you just because John Oliver and the way he explains it and the fact that I think he's a if he can show something as well, he wants to include that rather than just telling you something. Right. And I think, like, the best episode for that is, like, the Church's episode, the televangelism. I just watched that Yeah, one. no, and I think that, once again— For the third time. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> it, like, really hits home the kind of, like, harassment and, and predatory nature of it. And it—something that wouldn't just be able to be clarified if they told you in words, but when he brings well, out and the they stack, even, and it's even like, when they even when they give you— you know, the heartfelt human drama side of it, and they show examples of people on screen who succumb to these problems, that's not nearly as impactful as him holding up a stack of envelopes. Yes, exactly. Having gone through it himself. Well, and, and you know, like you said, gone that far to see what it would be like, because it's just, you know, you, you have your, I think you bring your own initial biases into something when you hear especially when we know that clips have been selected. And also, too, I think he understands that the, the general mistrust that people have about the format of news is a little bit different as well. And I think that's why he's so successful in that, you know, he he takes a position, but it's not always just a position like that this is what you should think about this issue, but rather there is a kind of, um, you know, way that we can demonstrate how its behavior is actually out there. In that sense, I think it becomes, like, less ideological to a weird extent. I mean, I am slightly taken aback that you think he's less activist than Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart has a couple of sticking points, but for the most part, I think think Jon Oliver has been about as active as you can be on a show that tries not to take a side. I mean, and to, to his credit, his episode on encryption is fabulously nuanced right. for a news take on that subject. And and you have to be funny as well. You got to remember that too. And I will say that that was, you know, in in dealing with subjects that are as hard hitting as the ones that he touches. I mean, he does unfortunately his writing staff does what they can, but they they sort of fall back on the same five kinds of jokes. Right. Which is a bummer. Yeah. But he really is a good source of information on the topics he covers right. above and beyond the comedy of them, even if the comedy is supposedly first. I mean, there are episodes where it's really not that funny, and the jokes are literally just put in because it feels like, oh, it's 2 o'clock, it's 4 o'clock, we need a joke now. Yeah. You know, just to fulfill some quotas. Well, also, it's a good way to, like, disarm you or to kind of keep you engaged as well, because there's something that I think that format kind of, like, stumbled on, which is that if if someone is knowingly a little bit disingenuous, but just for the sake of uh, building rapport and having a kind of friendly nature, because, you know... we're, we're, why Stuart's so much better than, than, than Kilborn, the guy replaced, is that there's a kind of knowing, a knowing understanding that he's going to relay this information to you and he's going to take a position. And we all know that that's essentially what all news does anyway. And it's, I think, rather a fresh, a fresh error when someone just says, knowingly, 
I'm going to talk about this and, and, I, and give you my perspective and inform you on the way it is. And I'm not going to apologize for that. And it's so much better than like the wink nudginess that even like, because Fox News is so disingenuous about it. Like they don't, you know, their air of professional ease and their wink nudge, their well, wink, wink not nodding. Is their, their slogan does the offloading for them. Yeah. And, and then, we report you decide is an attempt to fully forfeit that kind that that perspective taking right. that side taking but even someone which, like which no one believes right it's just they don't apologize for but even how he, how they're less apologize sorry well Wrong but point. how like worse they are than like msnbc where like like some of their ham like personalities are they're not even engaging and they're and they are kind of like knowingly doing it like this is like we know we're a position show and we're not going to pretend it's news but even then it's like there's something about the comedic aspect that I think just hones the approach more definitively, and and that's that's what I'm kind of that's I, I know, sort I'm, of my ultimate question here is can this be done any other way? Is this really actually the way this has to be done in an era where we are mistrusting enough of corporate America, corporate media? Like, is there really no other because people even if you disagree with John Oliver's conclusions, no one seems to doubt the factual accuracy of what he's talking about yeah no one second guesses him yeah no no and it's because once again you you kind of i think most of us and why i think they're they're popular is that we kind of understand that it that you might find facts or you might find instances where this is counterfactual and it's just not to the point like the point is too is that if you you a if you if you if you like it you're more attuned to it and then you know and later experiences but then if you dislike it it kind of i think is a little bit inspiring to maybe go and investigate it a little bit further but like but why doesn't that work for rachel maddow then because it's because she wears it on her sleeve yeah and it's but it's like she's so stuck to the format like i said i i really do think there's something about the comedic aspect behind it and that's why even if he throws it in ham-handedly he's saying look you know, we've got to be able to laugh at this. And that ability to kind of laugh at it, make, like, devalues it because everything else on the media is either, you know, you know, it's either anger, sex, or fear. And if you laugh, you lose the fear automatically. Right. And I don't think anything John Oliver does or, you know, well, he might be talking about something that's very serious, like encryption. He says that, you know, there still needs to be a perspective that you can get from this and, you know, not attach it to the idea that terrorists are coming to blow us up, David. <laughs> like, we don't have, like... Knowing that we can, that we inherently know that it's something we sh- don't have to fear fucking our pants off. And that's what I don't think they ever, ever want to do. And Matto, in a sense, creates her own paper tigers to go after and hunt with all of her fucking nonsense and building up. And she'll always like say, well, this is why it's so dangerous. And this is why you need to know this. John Oliver never says, this is why you need to know anything. Like, yeah, I suppose not. And I, I think that, that... I mean, it's not that... And, but again, he talks about things that are of immediate danger. He talks about nuclear... He talks about the concept of accidental nuclear um, annihilation. Yeah. He has an entire episode on how that's still a completely plausible reality. Yes. But because when he says that we could fucking die in the next 30 seconds, because it is presented as a comedic point... Yes. All of the... I, it, something drops out the bottom there, even though the whole, the the humor is based on fear, and because the humor is alloying the fear, that suddenly makes the message. I mean, does it make the message more relevant? I'm just I'm not sure what the magic is here. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's just I think a little bit disarming to a certain extent, and when you let your guard down, I think you just are a little bit more open to things in general, and that's what usually a good joke can kind of do is just kind of like. 
just ease you or relax you into it to where you're more willing to just, you know, engage with the person rather than someone being sternly serious. And like, I mean, it's kind of weird in the sense that it's very post-ironic the way a lot of news media like projects itself a little bit and it doesn't take itself as serious and it's so ostentatious in its presentation that it's that it's absurd. I mean, the thing, you know, like, even the business of the screen the belies the fact that you really shouldn't be paying attention to me. Yeah. And so, like, if that's the case, then why bother? And John Oliver is like, no, we're going to do 20 minutes a week together. And I've got something important that I want to, that we've been working on that I want to tell you. Yeah. And who, and come on, like, that, that is such a reasonable and open approach to it. And that's what I think the kind of humor and seriousness, because he looks, you know, the framing of it is very intent. It's it's even more explicit that he's talking directly to you in the way the camera frames more than the Daily Show would kind of pan around yeah. and still like this. Oh, is there's a, there's no sense of space. No, and it's on him and he's like, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about this for 20 minutes and we're going, you know, I have, I want to raise a point to you. There's one and, camera. Exactly. And it's just enough visual um, you know, supplements to kind of keep you engaged when it proves a point it works or not. But still, I, th I said, I think it's just knowingly said to the person. He doesn't have to say it because it's just within the format that they've, like I said, I think to a certain extent they backed into. I think I think definitely Stuart kind of built this. Oliver has taken it and become its own thing. And I think he's elevated it because ultimately... Oh, I agree. In terms of in terms of journalism, he's just a better journalist than Stuart as well. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm still... I'm trying to imagine John Stewart in that role, and I feel like he would do a better job with the comedic side of it. Right. But that's, you know, that's an experiment that we can't necessarily run. No. Since. And I think, too, that it's just, I don't know, maybe because I'm nerding out here, but I do like the more in-depth profiles that he does as well to where it's, you know, there if you're if he's going to cover prison reform, you know, there's several different or major aspects to it that a lot of people haven't considered to a large extent, and oh, it's always yeah. something that no, he'll like. His coverage just, is impressive. I mean, look from a political scientist, it's fucking impressive. How if you he, need primers on that. anything he's talking yep. about, that's essentially what they are. I did, if I didn't feel it came with too, an, too much of an ideological bent, it would be nice to have him do the heavy lifting for me on a lot of things. You know, <laughs> like it would be pretty good to do that. But I never recommend them to my students. I figure they can find them on their own. But and they will. I, yeah, I think about I think about a fifth to probably a quarter, like. Like, I would say watch it regularly or have brought, you know, yeah. and, and that's impressive. It's been wildly successful. It's for a reason, I think, we, from what we've talked about. Yeah. Like, I think there's really something to it. It's, no, it's a remarkable alignment of a handful of things. Again, I'm just, I'm just curious if there's, <laughs> in which way you can push the walls on that and make it anyone else's idea. Oh. I mean, it's without destroying what it is and the answer just seems to be no because there is examples of everything around this yes. except for this yeah that don't do as well i mean i i don't think it's doing better numbers than the daily show i would have to look that up and i'm not going to so you can do your own investigative journalism at home on that if you care but i mean i haven't watched the daily show since last week tonight took over so. yeah no, yeah, and it's it, it's I don't know where else you would in, in, improve upon it because it's just it's in its own in what it does. I think it's just kind of hit a point to where you know it can't really relay any be any more in depth, and then at the same time, no, I, I don't be, want them to. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I mean. It's like where what would you what would you tweet? What knob would you twiddle? Turn mm. twiddle or whatever. Uh, there's only one knob I would turn. Uh, it's a specific. It's a specific comedic ploy that he way over applies which right. is the double down which is where he says something he makes a slightly esoteric connection and then forcefully emphatically reinforces that 
exact point, like he points on the table and shouts. I really don't like that. Right. He way overuses that. With yeah, that yeah. one exception, though, gotcha. the format is, it's the way it needs to be. Spot on. It took a long time for someone to figure that out, though. Mm-hmm. No, and, and it's something that, once again, you wouldn't have thought that, I mean, what's, you, you, you have to sit back and think, there had to have been a Daily Show before the Daily Show, and there fucking wasn't. Like, there was, like, Bill Maher, who did Politically Incorrect, and that was about it before then. And you really didn't have a kind of, a format where the purpose was not only like engagement with issues, but an attempted at meaningful engagement. And Oh, by the way, some of it might be even a little bit funny along the way. And yeah. it's, it's personality driven to a certain extent, but like, it's just weird. Like, <laughs> I mean, even then I'm not that old and it's still like, there was nothing like it before John Stewart started doing it, especially as the Bush years moved on. Like it's just, it was the best thing on television to, uh, for comedy sense and, and news yeah. as well for a long Certainly. time. And he's taken the banner up. <sighs> God bless him. So, I don't know if we want to deal with this right now, but are you are you ready to move on from where we're at right now? Or are we, yeah. are you, okay, we got like the projects lined up and everything? Oh yeah, totally. We covered that in the first 30 seconds of this thing. Oh, very good. We talked yeah. about that as much as I wanted to. Okay, cool. No, because I've got some stuff coming up too. So we're doing no. later in the week and we can talk about it then. Yeah, nothing to report. Good morning, everybody. Good morning.